Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our wrestling podcast. Oh man, sure feels nice being in this AC. We got these fans blowing. It's summertime, which means only one thing. Oh, oh, summer WrestleMania. That's right, folks. The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. And today's topic, the history of SummerSlam. Along with Jess. Yes, Dave, hi. And cuz. I don't even know what to say after what we said off here. But yeah. And Craig. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today, the history of SummerSlam. Hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019. You can find us on several platforms, uh, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. We are now part of the WrestleHub family, all about wrestling podcasts. Catch us on the WrestleHub on YouTube and Instagram. And don't forget, we are now on Google Podcast. What's going on, guys? What's what's the history of SummerSlam all about? I don't want to do this, and I'm going to tell you why. And I say oh, this no, every I'm time sorry. we do the history of like WrestleMania, history of the Big Four. It's too much fucking pressure. Because I know we're going to miss something, and I fucking can't do this, and I quit. So, sorry. Hey, yeah, that's our show. Didn't want to do it on the air. So. I just, it's too much for me, and I try so hard to make good notes. But, like, the history of SummerSlam, there's been 32 SummerSlams. We're going on 33 here pretty soon. And uh, I, I don't want to be responsible for fucking forgetting shit. And I know I will. Just like the history of Mania. I, again, quit. You guys are all on your own. I'm fucking sick of this shit. I can't do it. It's too much for this wrestling fan to... I don't want to do it dishonor. You know what I mean? You know Why did you put it together, though? I, I did understand. make the notes, you son of a bitch. Yes, that is true. <laughs> true. Cuz, what, what's up about SummerSlam that calls you into uh, agreement? Um, just, you know, it's the number two to WrestleMania, man. I mean, it's the biggest pay-per-view of the year. Uh, it's it's what? got some of my... Well, one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year, sorry. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? I typoed speaking. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, some great moments, man. So, some of my favorite matches actually come from it. Some of my greatest or favorite moments come from SummerSlam. And, uh, you know, I, I can't wait to get into it. Let's talk about it, man. Let's, let's talk about the hottest month of the year in professional wrestling. Well, it's pretty much the hottest month of the year, period. It's the yeah, biggest, right. biggest party of the summer, Dave. There you go. I was going to say, Craig, what you got? The biggest party of the summer. Have you seen some of these SummerSlam uh, vignettes where they got a kid eating ice cream and they go into a wrestling move and they go out to water skiing? Brock Lesnar, F5 and a shark. And- no, they don't They do not do that. All, right. like, you know. All I'm saying is it evolved because, for fuck's sakes, God. I mean, it's traditionally been kind of WrestleMania for the wrestling fans, right? It's WrestleMania without the filler. WrestleMania without the Kid Rock performance. Like, uh... 
It's uh, WrestleMania for smarks almost, like just for the rest of the pageants here, WrestleMania kind of cut out, but you still have that mid-year um, kind of top matches, top card. So if there's any two nights that any WWE athlete and talent kind of bring it more than any, it's it's WrestleMania night and SummerSlam night. And 30, to Jess's point, 32 years, 33rd, 33 years, that is a long time. You'll never be able to do something like this justice um going through and just picking some just for, within an hour it's ridiculous so much history oh, i'll get you, you in the mood huh uh-huh. there you go well let's start with the first one we got SummerSlam yeah. of 1988 i think the biggest uh match on this car obviously main event is the mega powers uh versus the mega bucks but this was the first SummerSlam on august 29th of 1988 at madison square garden like the first wrestlemania the first SummerSlam had that tag team main event the ultimate warrior defeated the honky talk man to win the intercontinental title and in honky's record setting reign in a mere 30 seconds. A record at the time, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, still to this day. British Bulldog, still to this day. The British Bulldogs would go to a 20-minute time limit draw with the Rougeau brothers to open the show. Good opener. But at the end of the day, we're talking about the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks. What's going on? This was, uh, you know, it, this was coming off of uh, Macho Man winning the title at WrestleMania 4. Hulk came back because he was gone during the whole summer for the most part to film uh, some shitty movie. And so he came back here and like, so it was the the first showing together. Uh, the Mega Powers had formed before. Uh, they'd done the handshake before, but now they're a goddamn unit. And so this was the first uh, Mega Powers outing together. They defeated the Mega Bucks and we got to see Elizabeth in a bikini bottom, which was always nice for everybody back in 1988. Oh, the bloomers came yeah. out, yeah. There you go. I, you know, the uh, the the interesting thing to me, like, I know that's a big match, and I know that's what everybody probably signed up to see, but I think what everybody remembers most is Honky going, just bring on anybody, I, I don't care who it is. Yes. And the warrior music hits, and the crowd just comes on glued. Like, if they could take their seats off and take them home, they would have. Uh, absolutely phenomenal moment. Uh, it's the moment that I remember from the first time. They they didn't they knew it was going to be kind of a, a big thing for them because it was branded and promoted really really well like that for that and then that iconic SummerSlam logo we used for the next few years and you saw um, the Mega Powers and the Mega Bucks stuff on the run up to that and the beginning of their kind of legendary feud which went the next um, ooh, ten months or so eight months before before WrestleMania five so uh, and a stacked card also there's like Junkyard Dog and Rude. A kind of Coco and Boss Man, if I recall. There's tons of good matches on this card. Um, but none bigger than Mega Powers, Mega Bucks. And that red bikini has sure. burned in my... Yeah, it's burned in my brain for my job. <laughs> yeah. Cuz? What's up, bud? 
<laughs> well, moving on. <laughs> I mean, the ultimate warrior, man. That's the best moment to me. The ultimate warrior. Yeah. Feeding the honky tonk man in about 30 seconds. Yeah. As told by the Macho Man, man for no reason. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, so my weird. Inspiration. Uh-huh. My inspiration. Is the well, my favorite world. moment is the Ultimate Warrior beating Honky Tonk Man, as told by Coco Beware. Like for no reason. Hi. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh god. All right. We're gonna fast forward just a little bit. Just a few I'm years. Woo! I'm Undertaker. Another. another... <laughs> <laughs> In my favorite match was Ultimate Warrior Honky Tonk Man. Oh god! I haven't debuted yet, but my favorite moment. Honky Tonk Man, rest in peace. Yeah. Oh damn it. Uh, moving on, just a, just an extra year. Summer Sun, nineteen ninety. Uh, the main, the the real main event, if you will, is the Ultimate Warrior and Ravishing Rick Rude in the Steel Cage match. But uh, this is the first SummerSlam that would have the world title defended, which is a big deal. The co-main event was Hogan yeah. versus Earthquake, which uh, people kind of went nuts over. Carrie Von Erich also defeated Mr. Perfect to win the Intercontinental title with half a foot. I have to always bring that up. After filling in last minute for Brutus Beefcake, who had his crazy parasailing accident, which honestly he shouldn't have survived. His whole face pretty much caved in. Yeah, he should have died. Um, he he should have died. It's 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 phenomenal that he survived that. Um, yeah, and and Brutus was scheduled to win the IC title and kind of move forward from there. It changed everything for for Vince, for Beefcake, and for the WWF at the time. The Hart Foundation also defeated Demolition for the WWF Tag Titles in a two out of three falls match. And this would end Demolition's third reign to uh, begin uh, the Hart's second tag team reign, which might even, you you could argue that's bigger in hindsight than Did Hogan Earthquake go last, Jess? No, no it did not. There? Uh, okay, the good. Warrior and Rude did. No. The Warrior and Rude. Smart Hogan move. was the cool. Everyone knows Hogan was just the cooldown. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! True. Oh my god! Such a fucking get thing. home before room service, um, brother. No, and they were you know, and this is a, 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 a kind of a nod to they were putting a lot of stock in the Warrior. I mean, Hogan came back oh, after yeah. Earthquake, quote-unquote, sat on his chest earlier in the summer and put him out all summer so he can go film Shit another shitty movie. Um, so basically, Hogan comes back, and Hulk's <laughs> pop here was fucking massive. Like, if you go back and watch yeah. this, like, this, this, his pop was huge. Um, but yeah, they, they have faith in the Warrior, man. He was the champion at the time, and he took on Rick Rude, and they put that match on last. So, I mean, I'm I'm all for that. I The World Championship should go last. I'm sorry. That's where it I, should I go. Know that I, they, I know they've done yes, different attractions right. or whatever, but I still feel to this day, well, now they have two World Champions, so I don't give a shit what they do, if they shove them up their ass or not. But back here, like, Whoa. the World Champion should have <laughs> gone last, and so I had no issues, even though I was a huge Hogan fan, and I disliked the Warrior. But I was totally in agreement that the World Championship should go last. To me, it's fine by me, if you know what I'm talking about. Especially in a staycation match. Yep, and I, I have one thing that I do remember about this match, and it's just the end where Warrior is climbing down the cage and does try his best to do the Warrior, or yeah. sorry, do the rude hip 
you know, yes. tossle and shake around to taunt him. Down. I'm like, why? It was that super. Was so bad. It was like, super sexy to, to bury him. Super sexy. Dude, and look at his abs. He can do it. And I think it's important to mention moving forward that with. We, we talked about this before, but 30, 32 years of SummerSlams, we are going to skip around. And yes, uh, we realize that we did skip 1989's Zeus um, Zeus versus Thank God. Um, Hogan trying. appearance like, in, in celebration. No, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you said that, Craig. I'm glad you said that because actually I was going to bring that up at the end of this. I'm, I'm really glad you said that. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, it, SummerSlam 89 was kind of by the numbers the same as 88. So I kind of wanted to jump around and hit hot spots. You know, the Warrior and Rick Rude was the first time. The first two years, there were tag team main events uh, for SummerSlam. But 1990 was the first time that the WWF Championship was defended. Um, so I, I, that's why I jumped to it. I'm really glad you said that because, yeah, I know people might because be we're like, going to jump. the Zeus yeah. thing? Yeah, and and the Zeus the, the Zeus SummerSlam actually 1989 got a massive buy rate and was it was very yeah. successful, very successful. So I'm not dipping it. I'm just it was by the numbers the same as 88 for the most part. So I was making the notes. I was like, you know what? I, to cut time, I need to skip to SummerSlam 90. So you'll be hearing that. So if well, we, if we mon- skip money years, wise, you know, it'd be great, but the payoff wasn't so hot, right? Oh, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Actually, no. It, I'm, ta- I'm yeah. talking. I'm talking about 89. Yeah, yeah. That. that 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 definitely sold tickets. Let's not lie about it. Would you also say Jess that Zeus is is probably um, the biggest strong wrestler of all time? Kind yes, of based off tiny. that last. Okay, yes, I figured. Tiny, you, tiny, if you look at his track record, incredible. yes. I mean, how can you argue? He wrestled. Yeah. No, I can't. I'm not. Better I wouldn't. Than Vader. And better than uh, Bam, yeah. there's no way to argue. You can't. He's the best. He's ahead wow. of his time. Yes. God damn. <laughs> Greatest ever. Shame not to put him in the Hall of Fame. Like it would be a shame. I, I, tried, I tried. I tried. I tried to. I tried to go with it. I just greatest to never win the world title. Along with Mongo. <laughs> just like Mongo. Just oh, like Mongo. Right. Along with Mongo. Next highlight: SummerSlam '92. The British Bulldog <laughs> works with Bret Hart on the IC title. We'll get in that, into that in a moment. But eighty thousand fans packed Wembley Stadium in England. This was the only SummerSlam where a title other than the version of a world title did not main event the show, meaning tag team world titles or individual world titles, right? This was the fifth year in a row that the IC title changed hands at SummerSlam. Pretty cool. The Ultimate Warrior defeated Randy Savage by countout. Savage would retain the world title at this moment. This was a first of three SummerSlams to be held outside of the United States. Uh, there's a lot to talk about that has been talked about already. I'm sure well, with the British Bulldog and Bret Hart. Yeah. Well, let me say but, the first thing. Yeah, go ahead. This card fucking sucked. Honestly, like <laughs> if you if you go back and watch, like uh, even though they got a big pop, the Natural Disasters <laughs> beat the Beverly Brothers. <laughs> uh, Repo Kamala Man and Crush. And Taker. Yeah, Kamala Taker was so bad. Uh, Virgil and Nails. Um, Michaels and the model, two heels facing each other, made no sense. Uh, you know, the opener was okay. LOD defeated Money Inc. And uh, the Warrior and Savage was good, but it ended in a double count. Or no, it ended with Savage getting counted out and this weird yeah, no uh, thing that Flair was going to say, one of these guys is in my back pocket. Now I'll, I'll show you whose corner I'm going to be in. It was really, Flair didn't wrestle. Fucking odd. Like it was all really odd, except for the fucking main event, which everybody remembers and they should. Um, and like I said in the notes too, it was the only time that a title main evented SummerSlam that was not the world title, and that's the Intercontinental Championship. So I mean, it like was, that, that's it was a big almost deal. like that's all that mattered because it was 
British bulldog in his own backyard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and they both pulled it off too. I mean, you know, you could have done that. I mean, why wouldn't the world title? I just got done saying in the last one, the world title should be last and that's it. God damn it. And then in 1992, this is really fine if you want to do it. But I mean, like it just showed the, the confidence they had in Brett and Davey at this point, And they both delivered, man. I, the, uh, what a good, I remember watching it in Joe's living room actually. And, uh, and we were just on the edge of our seat, dude, watching two faces like this. And I mean, Brett kind of looked like the heel here because it was England. But I mean, like, it was just really good, man. Yeah, yeah. They both fucking blew the doors off the. There's no. Well, there's doors on. There was no roof on Wembley Stadium. Uh, they blew the doors out of Wembley Stadium. Um, they did so good. And and it was the only time that another uh, title got to main event of SummerSlam. Every year, it's either a tag match or basically a version of the world title, World Heavyweight Championship, WWE Championship. But the Intercontinental Championship. For only one year out of the 30, almost 33 year history, um, got the spotlight here and they delivered, man. This was a great match. One of the best. And I miss you, Davey boy. God damn it. Woo. Yeah, he's well, okay. great, I guess I, I was expecting more out of some people, but okay, we'll move on. Call me tits. Sorry. Unbelievable intestinal fortitude on the part of both participants. Sunset trip. Pop of the pin of the count three. Yes. Well, there's also a training pause. We'll talk about that later. SummerSlam 97, The Undertaker uh, is the champion versus Bret Hart for the WWF Championship. We'll get to that in a moment. Steve Austin actually defeated Owen Hart for the IC title. This was the infamous match where Austin was accidentally dropped on his head during a pile driver spot. Big moment. We know that pretty much Steve, Steve, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin lost... Um, almost all functions for at least a short period of time. Supposedly, supposedly, and yeah. it's sad he to say that he uh, immediately retired and was never heard from again after this. So it's really sad. Yeah, it sure was. Yeah, yeah. sad. A still cage match opened the show. Mankind would drop an elbow from the top of the cage to defeat Hunter Hersemley after escaping the cage to actually win the match. I forgot about that match. Yeah, that's that. That is. It's kind of weird how that's forgotten about because I actually you know, love their feud. Bret Hart actually wins the WWF Championship from the Undertaker uh, to win his fifth and last WWF Championship, tying Hulk Hogan. Brother, thank you, brother, brother, brother. Thank you very much. I don't know what um, McMahon's thing about dog food is, but I think Shamrock and Bulldog have like a dog food mat. Well, yes, I don't know what the stip true. was. It was that like, the, the loser had to eat dog food. That's literally what the stipulation was. And he's mm-hmm. always gone back to this, but boss man and other shit. Like I don't dog food is uh, there's I'd eat dog food. Like, why is it such a terrible? <laughs> didn't didn't I, he do it with I, the rock? I think, too? I think like Vince ate it one time and thinks it's a, it's a horrible thing. Well, and wants to recreate. No, it. to didn't defend, we'll, we'll, uh, to defend Vince on this one. This was wet dog food, which is kind of nasty. <laughs> well, didn't Bulldog do that with? with I, the I ate dry and, dog uh, food as a back. child. I will be honest. Like you know, when you're a kid, you think oh, it's yeah. fucking like a chip or some shit. But uh, yeah, but wet food, dog food? No. Dog. Even as a kid, I knew no fucking way. No, no way. That's hilarious. 
Oh, my bad. I pulled, oh, yeah, I pulled my kid from dry food when he was like two or three. Man, yeah. I had to keep him from it. Remember yeah. when Bulldog had that horrible rendition of his song when he came back uh, to SmackDown? Yes. <laughs> or they like oh they technoed it up. Of course they did. Yeah, it was fucking horrible. Of course they did. <laughs> he got he got spinebuster by the Rock in the dog food uh, when he came back during that. Of course he did. Wet dog. Food. But I also uh, remember this too, and I will go on record as saying. Uh, that the ending of the Bret Hart and Undertaker match, that ending sequence is some of the best I've yes. ever seen in my life. With like, yes, like that ending. Se- oh, I would say God. the last sixty seconds with Michaels, who was a special guest Great. referee, Taker and Bret Hart was phenomenal. Yes. I I can't it even describe it. I can't even. I won't do it justice. Go back and watch it. It was fucking it, awesome. It was awesome. Well, if you Hart if, if you were Michaels. Sorry, if you were someone yes. that was kind of like, uh, I'm not really into wrestling, but you were watching it with your friend or your your boyfriend, girlfriend that was really into wrestling, the drama would have captured you like, oh, my God, this yeah. is interesting. And then the like, fact that it led to Hell in a Cell. Yeah, there was there was yeah, heat you know? here between Brett and Michaels and everybody knew it. And the ending sequence was, you know, Sean's a special guest referee. Brett had been taunting him all match. Brett was a heel here. And uh, and so at the end, like Brett was taunting him. And spit, I mean, fucking loogie, spit right into Shawn Michaels' face. It was, you. oh, it's fucking ridiculous. And so Michaels, super pissed, had to steal a chair because Brett was trying to hit Taker with a chair. And Michaels took it from him, you know, as the ref going like, don't, you can't use chairs. So Brett spits in his face and, and Michaels gets so pissed. He goes to swing, wants to hit Brett, but Brett ducks. He cracks Undertaker right in the face. And so Brett covers the Undertaker and looks at Michaels like, you fucking did this. You're the ref. You better count the pin. He didn't say that, but that's how great the look between the two was. That pin, every pin, every count that Michaels counted, he glared at Brett. He counted one and stared at Brett with snot still on his face. Counted two, stared at Brett again, snot still on his face, counted three, and got out, and he's like, fuck, like, pissed off that he had to fucking do it, because he's the one that caused the interference. I have never seen an amazing, like, that ending sequence was, to this day, I watch it, and I'm like, what a fucking beautiful piece of art that was. Yes. So fucking good. Not, not like, to mention playing, playing the game. Yep. Yes. If can we talk about the best spitter in wrestling between that and then the loogie? I, I was gonna say, yeah, was crazy, I think yeah, the loogie he yeah. hit on McMahon's face after the uh, yes, and then this one too. Like, He's, did you practice? Like, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess yeah. it's a little dehydrated. It's a little snotty after like thirty-five <laughs> minutes or whatever. Like, but he always but comes up with the best solid like, luches. That's why Brent is the best there is. The best there was. The best there was. <laughs> there it is. And, and, and during the screw job, not only did he do it from further away, but he had to do a downward trajectory yeah. to hit yeah. Vince right in the face from the top of the ring to the bottom. But he hit him right in the face. And that's probably why people are like, well, it's a fucking work. I'm like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> He's just that good. He's fucking Bret Hart. He can spit in your face whenever he wants to. Like, that's just that just is what is. But... Yeah, I, I look at that and I look at what he did with, with Vince and I'm like, did you did you like have a bullseye like somewhere when you were a kid on the tree and you just hawked loogies? Like how did that 
how, how, how does that work out? I just, my no father taught in, that in the dungeon. Yeah, he's getting the He spits on the wall. Yeah, Brad, spit a spit a loogie. You gotta learn. And then stretching it out of nowhere. And then out of nowhere, like he tells a good story. Like they're practicing spitting in the dungeon, and then all of a sudden the door bursted open and said, "You don't know how to spit." Come on, God, stop it! Stop him, Dave! Stop him now! That's exactly what happened. SummerSlam. 1998, yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin as a champion would face The Undertaker for the WWF title. Uh, this show had the highest SummerSlam pay-per-view buy rate with 700,000 buys. I see an important it's piece of uh, information time. missing from this from these notes here. What? Uh, uh, the right, theme well, song for in. SummerSlam. Huh? I'm well, on a highway. Oh, yes. You're right. I don't know how I can say Highway to hell. You're Jesus right. Christ. I, I could have read the notes and you could have played it. You, you fuck it up every time. Nope. You know, nope. why don't you get your fucking phone out and take care of it? Jesus. Oh, uh, well, we can't do it for copyright. Yeah, we can't. We have go to the copyright shit, Dave. We so I got to sing it. Be, yeah. I'll lower the pitch of my voice so it doesn't get copyright claims. You're right. Actually, you're right. I am shamed. I should have thought of that. You're correct. Remember the promo? All of them fighting in the ring and the fire yeah. fucking bursting up around them. And I'm on a highway to hell. That was like the, uh, the, the subtitle for it, for the pay-per-view. You're right. I'm sorry. I fucked up. No, no, no. I just remember this pay-per-view very well. I believe that this one also, it's the only like one-off year logo, which had like a SummerSlam logo. They only used for two years. I want to say it was like uh, 98, 99 or 97, 98. Uh, It didn't look like the circle blue and yellow one. Didn't look like the classic one. It was before they went to the star one. And this is the only year they had like a block S on it too. If you go back and look at the logos, it is like a one-off. They only tried this year. Fun fact, y'all. Fun fact. <laughs> and one of the greatest, la- to me, another great intercontinental last. Uh, Davey's going to get to that. Let him read the yeah. notes. Davey's No, because right you got this. Go- oh, no, my I, God. That, that's why I remember it, because this, this is one of my favorite pay-per-views because of this match. But go ahead. Yes. No, go ahead. I just wanted to mention that. No, no, I, I don't have it. What, why did you like it? Because of that ladder match. <sighs> it's one of my favorites. And then Stone Cold versus Undertaker. Because, you know, Stone Cold. Why did you like the ladder match, cuz? Because it was a fucking great ladder match. There was a lot of drama in there. There's a whole story. The whole Rock, the whole DX and Nation feud, like, all that was going on during this time. It was fucking this great. This was the, before that match, didn't they do the the uh, DX dressed the up Miz- like the Nation? Yeah. 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 The Croc. Oh. So, this uh, whole build up to it. The cro- Miz Arc Henry and the Croc. Fucking great. Wow. The Lions Den uh, match. They like, lock DX in the locker room for this. The match, Lions Den right? match is actually. Cool? I really like the Lions Den yes. match. Yes, yeah. that was another one. Yes, Shamrock and Owen Hart. It was a in hard like a Paramount match. Theater. Yeah, and it was like fucking packed and like just that yes. that weird. It wasn't even an octagon. It was an odd like the cage yeah. was leaned back at an angle. So when they bounced yeah. off the cage, they would yep. fall back and like bounce up. It was it was yep. cool, and the match sounded hard as shit. Like yeah, it was like awesome. Wasn't Blackman the ref? Was that? I don't know if it was that one, but then the next month's pay-per-view, they did a rematch, but it was a uh, uh, dungeon match where they were in the actual dungeon. Yeah, Yeah, they were in the actual dungeon of Stu Hart's house. They literally filmed it there, and Owen fought Shamrock in that, too. And when they they bounce off the ropes, they'd bounce off the walls, like, legitly. Which, Dave, you said it. I forgot which episode. Um, but you said something about Shamrock. I think Shamrock is underrated. I think Shamrock is fucking great. I agree. I he didn't have the mic skills. Shamrock was fucking great. He was the the closest thing that you can compare to Kurt Angle as far as someone coming from another sport 
that got it and that fucking did great. Jesus, I concur. Fuck off, Dave. Anyway, but, Dave. But Dave also said that he could have been the Brock Lesnar. If he had a Paul Heyman, that would have been perfect. And to me, what? that would have taken Shamrock. I think that's what I fucking said. He just that's what I said. Yeah, you did. Yeah, he, he, just, did. He, just, he just needed someone to talk for But him. I still think Shamrock should be shitty. considered. Because still can be considered yeah. underrated. But fuck you too while we're on the yeah. set. Nope, still no, fuck you, Dave. Uh, going with the notes because it's right. You're wrong. Fuck you. Uh, you said that yeah, you hope- do you want me? You want me to read what you already fucking said? You want to fucking goddamn move on? SummerSlam 2001, <laughs> Booker T as the champion versus The Rock for the WCW title. This was the only SummerSlam where the WCW title was was actually main evented. Edge defeated Lance Storm to win the WWF IC title. That sounds right about where he needs to be. Fuck you. WWF and WCW <laughs> titles would unify only in two matches. x would win the Cruiserweight and the Lightweight titles. Oh, Undertaker and Kane would win the WWF and WCW tag titles to unify those. Kurt Angle defeated Steve Austin by disqualification, but Austin would retain the WWF title. By Go nuts. DQ? This was just a... Wow. Go ahead, Craig. Sorry. No, I just said by DQ, really, and Summer. Yeah, like it, it was a great this match, was, too. That's the thing. Yeah, it was a really good match. And uh, a lot of people think that Angle won the title here, but he wouldn't win the title to the next pay-per-view. You yes. remember people putting Angle on his shoulders and he's celebrating or whatever. Yeah. Uh, leading up to this, they did a, uh, I don't know if it was Raw or SmackDown, but Angle came down in a milk truck and sprayed Austin was, or whatever. It was raw. Similar yeah. to the beer truck that Austin did a yes. couple years earlier. Uh, Bell, when he sprayed the beer truck down there. That shit was fucking fire when that happened. Yeah, it was cool. It was fun. And uh, it was, you know, it, it just shows the versatility of Angle and Austin both, really, but yeah. more Angle where he's a face and he's believable. More um, there wasn't any great matches on this. And I wanted to note this one because this was kind of still the blow off of the invasion angle and yes. and just how fucked up it was. And Booker T and The Rock headlined the show with for the WCW championship. So weird. And uh, and The Rock would win. And um, and uh, uh Fuck you, Dave, for the edge thing again. And uh, yeah, it was like it was all the odd like like unification matches and stuff. And I guess I, you know, WWF owned WCW at this point. So it wasn't really unification matches, but it was in the sense where WWF was just trying to they realized the fucking invasion angle sucked. So they were like, let's just merge this title. Let's merge fucking that title. And uh, we'll still put the WCW in the main event. It was but, like a clean up. Yeah, huh? but we'll put the WCW title on a WWF guy. So it's just it was I don't know. I noted it. Just because, for yeah, I noted because it was a big deal. 2001 was a fire year for WCW great business but um it was it just really showed the kind of fart in church that was the WCW invasion <laughs> angle so I, I would have forgave it if they didn't fucking uh you know totally fuck up the stalker angle and make taker and yes Kane correct that's even Kane a worse one in Canada. god could you imagine if they would have won that would have kind of made it that would have given it more of like a serious feel to like oh shit these guys fucking beat taker and Kane and yeah and you know I mean it, it it, it sucks that they fucked up the invasion angle. It's kind of cool to say that this is the only SummerSlam that a WCW World Heavyweight Championship main evented. I mean, it, it's cool considering the the history leading up to it. But yeah, it but just sucks real about it. The, well, yeah. the the whole the whole end all be all yeah. is to squash it. What was right. the stalker angle? Cause can you just give a quick like sixty second? What was that? Yeah, so Taker was married Try to Sarah, who he had that tattoo on the neck um, that said Sarah, and um, for 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 a while. 
It was you heard like uh, this stalker, like it was like the deep, the muffled, like you're Undertaker. I'm watching. Yeah, it was like somebody like in the shadows, right? You just saw the silhouette. It was like Undertaker. I'm coming for you. I know where your wife is, and like you know all that stuff. And and they did the video where like uh, the camera was placed in their. She was at the pool. Yeah, yeah, she was in the the pool pool. and everything. Yeah, looking good. But uh, but they had that camera (laughs) where they were leaving on their on Taker's motorcycle. And shit. Yeah. And I think that was actually the night that he revealed himself when they did that one. And god damn it, man, that pop, which we'll play the clip right here. That pop when the stalker came out on the motorcycle, came down to Undertaker's music. He was wearing like a ski mask and, and leather jacket and everything. When that mask came off, that fucking crowd, that pop went crazy, which even more And everybody me off was me. holding Washed. up the diamond cutter sign. Yes. And and this exactly. made me so fucking mad. Vince was just in this fe- mm-hmm. Vince was his fucking dick was hard, his chest was puffed out oh, because yeah. he beat I'll WCW, he brought him out, he beat his competition. Oh. So basically his whole theme in the locker room was like, I'm gonna bring him in, I'm gonna fucking break him down and then rebuild him. And that was his whole thing. It's like he did not believe in bringing the momentum that they had from WCW, which DDP was way over, exactly. and uh, and did and the pop fucking told you. So basically, like they they set DDP up. He had a match with Taker. It didn't go well because they didn't book it like a traditional wrestling match. They booked it with all this fucking storyline twists and shit. Taker goes back to Vince in the back and says, oh, DDP wasn't that good in there, blah, blah, blah. And that fucking sucked for DDP because we all know DDP is actually very fucking good. And yes. um, and so that sucked because he just got stuck. And then he got revamped with that character of the, he was the the positive page or whatever, yeah. like you know, the whole thing. And But Page fucking got that over somehow. And he they did. only put it like on the European title level, but um, not to go off on a tangent, but yeah, that's where all that came from. So it's just part of the shit that they fucked up in the WCW angel angle. It's like nobody from WCW got over even Booker at this point. Like nobody got over. Everybody had to get squashed because I won. Ha! It's like, yeah, we know you dumb fuck. That's why they're appearing on your television. We all know they won. Fucking tell us stories. Like make someone a threat from WCW because they were a threat for so many years leading up to that. But uh, alas, like, you they know, had a Vince, chance with Dallas, Vince they you know, made, what are you going to do? They could have made Dallas... They could have even had a separate. They could have had Kane squash Canyon in a singles match, and they could have had Dallas fucking pull off the victory against Taker and continue the feud. And it would have well, been like, whoa! Like, look at look at the bright side, guys. You know, if, if this hadn't happened, you would never have the DDP Yoga DVDs. Yeah? No, that's true. That is true. I was actually just thinking that that's that you that you never fucking used. Well, so never congratulations. Correct. Correct. He saved Jake yeah. the Snake and Scott. <laughs> There's no yeah, way that Jake just takes a fat fuck again. There's so, no wow. way that DDP wow. has to give Vince McMahon money from. Just look at the recent fucking footage. He's just crazy. Start Dave. eating the snakes. Come on. I, I like food. Just call, I apologize. Call me when you're burning snakes. in hell. It's delicious. And alcohol. Yeah. I'll oh, go to hell God. for that. Yes, correct. SummerSlam 2002, The Rock versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE title. Many consider this to be the best SummerSlam of all time. Rey Mysterio made his WWE pay-per-view debut yes. uh, in a classic match against Kurt Angle in a losing effort. RVD defeated Chris Benoit to win the IC title. Holy crap. This was the first SummerSlam that Ric Flair wrestled a match in. Shawn Michaels made his return after a four-year absence by defeating Triple H in a street fight. And obviously, Brock Lesnar defeated The Rock in his main event, oh, sorry, his main roster rookie year, to become the youngest WWE champion ever. This pay-per-view is chocked full of talent and a lot of it young talent. 
Go crazy. A month after the barn burner of Undertaker versus Rock versus Angle at fucking Vengeance. Yes. Yep. Fucking one of the greatest triple yeah, threats fucking shit. championship matches of all time. Yeah, I mean, there was, I mean, Rey Mysterio and Kurt Angle, holy shit. Like, God I mean, d- yeah, good, out of nowhere. The greatest SummerSlam opener ever. I, I don't even know, like, what you yeah. can say up against it. And people did I bitch a lot because this was the one. first pay per view match of Rey. Uh, and Angle makes him tap. But you know what? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, we talked about it and in the legacy of Kurt Angle. He can make motherfucking anybody tap, and there's no shame in ever losing to him because Angle was so believable that we knew, like, oh, he's going to fucking beat, fill in the blank up. Doesn't matter. Even when he fought Lesnar, we're like, Angle could probably take him. Like, that's how good, like, Angle was with his character and everything. Um, RVD and Chris Benoit, what do you say? Uh, Rick, uh, Shawn Michaels making his return. I'll never forget uh, I hate his fucking guts, but I will never forget. <laughs> I will never forget Shawn Michaels. Just he jumped off the top or yeah, the top rope and elbowed Triple H into a table on the outside after returning after four years from a major neck injury. Like we were like, holy sh- Michaels did not lose a goddamn step and probably because he's a fucking phony. However, it's still a good comeback. Whoa. It was still good. <laughs> It was still great. It was, it was a street fight as well. So him and Triple H really tore the shit right. out of each other again. And he's wearing jeans, right? He's wearing on his yes. comeback. He's, he's not. Yes. He's not wearing tights. He's wearing jeans. Yeah. It was a street fight because like Sean came back, I guess, and they formed DX like a month before. Probably cowboy boots. And then too. yeah, and then Triple H turned on him, and uh, no, it was someone attacked Triple H or Sean Michaels in the parking lot, and they couldn't figure out who it was, and so finally like. Uh, Shawn Michaels healed and came back and then my, uh, Triple H is like come back let's form DX again or whatever they formed DX in the middle of the ring and then Triple H turned on him and pedigreed him and then he revealed I'm the guy who hit you with the sledgehammer I'm the guy like I I think that you're like full of shit coming back here after four years I'm the guy now you left like and it was awesome it was really really a great you know, what, you know what he should have said he should have said I took your smile now I'm nailing Stephanie. It feels great. Like Whoa. everything, everything. So yeah, this was this was a great summer slam from top to bottom. Legitly, it was like this is hard to beat, man. Like there's been good summer slams after this, but this is really hard to beat as far as summer slam is concerned. Yeah, and Brock winning the title, really good, really good shit. I'm down with it, man. It's good stuff. We're going to fast forward just a tad into 2005. Hulk Hogan yes. uh, versus Shawn Michaels. Another solid SummerSlam show. Rey Mysterio defeated Eddie Guerrero in a ladder match for the custody of Dominic. Yeah, that's right. Um, which is Rey Mysterio's yeah. real son, who is now currently in WWE Developmental, which, if I'm not mistaken. Which is also the infamous moment where Eddie Guerrero gets pissed at Vicky. Is that? I thought that was. Is this that pay per view? Where the fuck is Vicky? Where the fuck is This was on the pay per view. I I couldn't remember. Yeah, I couldn't remember. That's funny. funny. Yeah. Fucking great. And then she's here. He's like, fuck her, right? Oh, because Ray's. Oh, because she starts coming down and then Ray's all, she's coming. He's all, fuck her. (laughs) So basically, (laughs) yeah. Basically, yeah. Vicky Guerrero was supposed to run down on a spot here and she wasn't, uh, excuse me. Yeah, she wasn't that. No, and, uh, she was cute. She so, was cute yeah, she meant to come here. down the ring to yell at Eddie and Ray, stop fighting, stop fighting. Yeah. So stop I guess fighting. she was supposed to make it. So they did this big <laughs> spot off the ladder. 
and Eddie's on the ground, and you could tell there was a lull. Something was wrong, and you hear Eddie forever, audibly the, go, the "Yeah, you hear Eddie audibly going, where the fuck is Vicky? Where the fuck is Vicky?'" And then he slams like, him. He's a like, motherfucker. Yeah, and then she comes out, and he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, so great, like yeah, it's so great." I think they edited it out right now, right? On the network, they do, but yeah. I found the YouTube video. We played it on yeah. the Wrestling Gets Real one. But it wasn't yeah, it, right. because didn't Eddie have to drop from the from the ladder or from the thing? She was supposed to pull the ladder from him. That's what it was. Yeah, and uh, and he and, and so like the ladder fell from underneath him. I think Ray pulls it because it was taking forever, and then and Eddie was just hanging from her, and then he, he had to drop down. Yeah, yeah, he had to drop down because he's not supposed to win it right there. Um, and then yeah, that's when he's like, "Motherfucker, where the fuck was John John Cena defeated Chris Jericho to defend the WWE yes. Championship. And Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, Hogan brother. a SummerSlam for the first time in ninety one. For no for no title though, right? It's just against Shawn why. Michaels. Yeah. Win. I'm telling you, my, dream favorite, match, my yeah. favorite Hogan run is it was just yeah. You know what? And it's so funny because Shawn Michaels is infamous here for overselling on purpose because he's mad. They asked a job to Hulk. Great. Yeah, because but to me, great. to me, this made the match. I'm glad works, he did actually. it. Actually, yeah, yeah. I'm glad he did it because it was awesome. Like Michaels put his fucking working shoes on and he over exaggerated. But it isn't Hulk Hogan a big over exaggeration. Period. Like yeah, so, yeah. it was fucking. It was brilliant. Like so, Michaels was doing it to spite Hulk because he's a piece of shit. Um, is, but, is, um, that, is that confirmed? Hogan's actually, a piece of shit too. Yes, yes, it's confirmed. It's okay. confirmed. And then Michaels did a promo the next night on Raw, uh, being super sarcastic because Hulk was not scheduled to be there, and he was like, "Oh, I just want to yeah. say once again, like so many people in front of the curtain and behind the curtain, I fell to the mighty Hulk Hogan." Like he just did a whole fucking like tongue in cheek. I fell to his politics, blah blah blah, because he's a cocksuck. And uh, I'm sure Shawn Michaels' paycheck was super small, so he can go fuck himself. And uh, so it, Woo. but it's like it's it's. I get why he was mad, but at the same time, he didn't understand. He thought he was going to be like very pissing people off by overselling, but it actually made the match really fucking fun to watch. Like Michaels, again, I could say what I want about him, but watching Michaels sell here is like a, a video they should put in every wrestling school and be like, watch this guy on every move, the way he reacts to it, the way he does everything. It was actually really fucking good. The match was really good. Yes, Hulk went over and bled like a pig, but I mean, like it, it actually ended up serving the purpose of Michael's showing what he could do selling wise. And he is extraordinary. Yeah, I mean, there's he's extraordinary. There's that whole saying, like there's people that can just wrestle a broom and make it great. Not only did he wrestle a broom, but the broom won, and it still yeah, is a great match. A super tan bloated broom. But uh, that's true. But also here too, I it. wanted to note um, John Cena when he beat Chris Jericho. The reason why that's so noticeable. This is probably around the time when I first noticed the 50-50 with John Cena, where 50% of the crowd mm. booed him and 50% cheered him. They were really trying to put Cena here at this time over legends like Jericho, Triple H, etc., and all that. And the crowd just started not buying it. And I specifically remember, and this was Jericho's last match for a while. I think Jericho was going away for a bit after this. So I really remember vividly Jericho was the heel coming into this purposely. 
And John Cena, of course, was supposed to be the mega superstar superhero face. And uh, the crowd was 50-50. And it was the first time on a pay-per-view I noticed, like, those dueling chants and everything. So it was notable to me yeah. because I was like, wow. It was a good, really good match, by the way. Uh, but it was really a definitive moment in Cena's career. This started the... Let's go, Cena. Cena sucks. The whole 50-50 thing. The announcers acknowledging it. Oh, he's he's polarizing, isn't he? Like, in all the whole thing. So, it was... I, I thought this was very noticeable. Great match, but, like, it was a turning point in Cena's career. For good or bad, I don't know. But, you know. I'll tell you, 2005 to now, I don't think people realize what they were getting. I think True. They, very true. Quite frankly, like, oh, you think that's bad? Just wait. Anywho, SummerSlam 2009 is where we're jumping to, where CM Punk would face Jeff Hardy for the World Heavyweight title. This is the first time Triple H and Shawn Michaels wrestled as DX since 1998. This was the second pay-per-view in a row where CM Punk and Jeff Hardy main evented for the W. I'm sorry for the uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship. Brother, uh, CM Punk actually defeats Hardy for the World Title here. Craig, what say you? Did we attend this one or no? No, I didn't. Anyway, was this in? Was this when they were uh, in Staples? How many? How many? How many Staples events did you guys go to? Uh, just one actually, and it was in Staples for you know we'll get to the stats. It was in Staples the most. Yeah, we're gonna get there. Um, but uh, yeah, like no, we didn't go to this one. This might have been the first one that it was in Staples. I think you're right. But I I I, I remember it being it being great. Um. And there's there's a stacked roster. It was a good event. Yeah, and this it's notable because this was before the CM Punk, you know, pipe bomb and all that stuff. This is when CM Punk had long hair. It was before the straight edge yeah. as well. And uh yes. and they, they were trying to figure something out with Punk, you know, and everybody knows now Paul Heyman in the background pushed that. Um and then Jeff Hardy has always been super popular. So the, it was cool that these two were feuding for the World Heavyweight Championship. Yes, John Cena at this point probably was more in the WWE title picture, but it was kind of cool. And like I said, it was the second pay-per-view in a row that these guys main evented. The first one, uh, Jeff Hardy won and defeated CM Punk for the title. And then CM Punk beats him back here for the World Heavyweight title. Super interesting. It was a very flux period here in 2009 where WWE was trying stuff with CM Punk and they were introducing new talent. There you go. No, Craig, you did, Craig. By the way, sorry, excuse me, Dave. Uh, Craig, you, yeah, yeah, you went here. I think your company at the time gave you tickets because this is when DX came out with the tank. That that's why. Yes, that's why I asked. I was like, so you, yeah, you went to it with one of your work buddies. I didn't go, but you, I think you went to because I remember specifically you telling me about the tank. Got it. Okay. This actually when I wasn't watching WWE product at the time. Oh. Yeah. How many years did you miss? I want to say from when did when did Benoit die to oh six or oh seven? Fuck oh six. Yeah, so maybe like uh, mid two thousand seven and until two thousand mid two thousand eleven is when. Yeah, he died after wow. Guerrero died. Yeah, yeah. I just I was over it. I never did. Well, that. it's it's a tough time to love and lose yeah. wrestling. I would say. But and I think that's why we, we a lot of us do take this ultimate fast forward here also into SummerSlam yeah. 2014, which uh, Jess and I did attend. Yes, at with Center. Joe. Uh, woo, woo! This is uh, this is some shit here. John Cena would attempt to defend his title against Brock Lesnar for the WWE title. 
Uh, Lesnar shocked everyone by defeating John Cena to win the title in a one-sided 16-minute match where he simply dominated Cena. I, I talked to Jess about this. Cena had one brief stint of comeback, and I'm like, oh, shit, here it comes. It's fucking over. Yeah, he put him in the crossface. And, Brock- and then we thought, yeah, and like, then- Brock dominated oh, yeah, the well, whole time, and we were like, well, yeah. I don't like this, I don't like this, because whenever a heel dominates, the face is going to sneak a win in, you know, sneak the victory. And yeah, and Lesnar let his guard down, and Cena put him in the crossface, and we're like, if fucking Brock taps, like, we were all pissed. And then Brock just powers out of it, picks Cena up in the same motion into the F5 and just fucks him up, continues to fuck him up. And we're like, oh, my God. And then Brock wins. It's really yeah. over. He's just going to fucking yeah. destroy him. I remember that. Because it was that UFC feel at the time because yes. he, was, he was active in it. Yeah. And the place, the they're live. The place went fucking nuts for Lesnar. Like people were going nuts. It was like crazy. the entire time. Yeah, that, it's what everybody wanted at that moment, right? Uh, I hate to say it. On side note, uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose had a great lumberjack match. Dolph Ziggler would defeat the Miz to win the Intercontinental Title. Paige defeated AJ Lee to win yep. the Divas Title. And Stephanie. Stephanie McMahon de- uh, defeated Brie Bell. I forgot about that. Where I mean, Je- Jess's. Um, I remember Jess's words like, "Well." You do a move, you pause, you take your time, you do another move. And Stephanie did a great job of that tonight. Stephanie, Stephanie and, uh, had been in the ring in years, and she yes, came in yeah. wearing that leather suit in great shape. She looked awesome. She yeah. looked great. Brie Bella, yeah. and that's how good Stephanie is. Like, she carried yeah, Brie Bella, who is a fucking train wreck in there sometimes, Whoa. to a good match. And this is where <laughs> Nikki Bella turned. And um and like yes. it was a really good, was good I, this match was a good match it was really a good match yeah and it was really good drama I remember the SummerSlam not just because we were there live we were up in the top row right Dave like I was like second yeah, row we we're super yeah top. we did some nosebleeds because we bought but these like at the last I remember minute. we the whole show was energetic I remember Dean Ambrose jumping off the top rope onto the lumberjacks in the crowd like they did this yeah. crazy shit him and Seth Rollins like this was a really good also I didn't know it too, was a good paper, but yeah. Roman Reigns beat Orton in a singles match here to kind of kind of you started to see the come up of Roman Reigns like they were trying to push him a little bit as a singles guy and so like yeah this is a really good match this is a really good pay-per-view uh, from top to bottom I thought yeah I thought so too it was, it was and good stuff, so. I mean yeah go ahead t- a testament to to Lesnar that year man like uh, so you know obviously that's the same year that he defeated the streak and it made everyone kind of go yes. crazy or you yeah. you were in disbelief when 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 Lesnar destroyed Cena like that and actually came out with the one two three I had the same reaction that night when he did that as I did when he defeated the streak I'm like god damn it man Lesnar's on a roll here You're like they're, what the fuck just yeah happened? they're yeah. like Lesnar they're doing they're they're doing big things with Lesnar and it's making up for that stupid fucking loss yeah against Cena when he returned in 2012 I'm like now they're correcting everything yeah or maybe maybe that was the whole thing make him lose Brock, and Brock Lesnar's gonna, gonna have this level. whole asterisk uh, uh, behind him forever uh, of how he changed wrestling. Yeah. I, I don't care what anybody fucking says. You talk That's, about the contract work. You talk about the time off. You talk about destroying John Cena, like like just dominating the entire time. That doesn't happen. Um, that's not how heels work. And he was a heel that fucking wrecked him. He, he was just 
He changed everything. He changed. Well, and then we we didn't mention it, but like you know, we'll just briefly mention 2015. That's when he fucking destroyed Randy Orton, busted him open, (laughs) and that kind of left me with the same shock of him beating uh, Taker at Mania the year before, and uh, beating Cena in a one-sided match the year before. In that, like, it looked like a shoot. It was legit. Like it looked. We always, yeah, we we always talk about how kayfabe is dead, and Vince wants to tell you it's fake, and. Me and Jess fight off offline about fake versus predetermined and the definitions. That's all. Whatever. Brock is the closest person that could bring you back to the real. Yes. When 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 he when he cuts open Brock hard way like that, people legitly got pissed in the back because they didn't know it was coming. Jericho. That's the closest you can come back to bringing kayfabe to life is Brock Lesnar. Probably in the past, I don't know. 15 years. And that was literally a one-sided match, too. Randy Orton got a few spots in. I think he RKO'd him through a table or something. Um, but yeah, after that, ma- it was a great match. Lesnar took I mean, the gloves off. He fucking busted open Randy Orton with legit elbows. <laughs> with Shane his McMahon elbow. Yeah. Runs down with referees and everything trying to stop the match. You're like, what the fuck's going on here? There's some weird, awkward moments going on here. Lesnar, F5 Shane. Um, and then, yeah. you know, the, the stories behind the scenes was Jericho didn't know if it was legit. Like, he thought it was a shoot. So he approached Lesnar backstage and 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 confronted him and started questioning like was that was that a shoot or was that a work? And then Lesnar like he gets in Jer- uh, Lesnar's face. Everyone's watching backstage, Vince and Triple H and everybody. And uh, so Jericho gets in Lesnar's face and Lesnar says, you know, according to reports, Lesnar says, "What are you gonna do? Kiss me or punch me?" And then Triple H that prompts Triple H to be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Because he thinks Jericho's gonna take that the wrong way and there's gonna fucking be a fight. Triple H is is taking Jericho away. Vince is trying to hold Lesnar back, and Vince is telling him like, oh, "Come on down, come on down. Tell Jericho to knock it off." And Jericho's like, "He started it." Like all this shit going on. So yeah, a lot of craziness <laughs> happened at, at SummerSlam 2015. Oh, that's worth noting at least. I don't know about the whole card, but that at least is worth noting. So a lot of yeah, great moments will. from SummerSlam. God damn it. Yeah, and I you know I stopped at 2014. Uh, you know maybe it's my own protest, but like no, I no, feel. No, no, no. I feel over the past five years, they've just kind of like they'll do cool stuff like that. Or I remember uh, Finn Baylor winning something. Yes. Universal title. (laughs) Universal title. Baylor, Baylor, whatever. I don't even know how to pronounce his name anymore because he's so irrelevant. Anyway. um, Yeah, he's so irrelevant now because he's on NXT. Nobody cares. So, I mean, it's just but it's their fault, though. (laughs) Like he did everything. He was the demon. He was cool. Finn Baylor, like, tried as hard as he could. <laughs> Balor, whatever, yeah. Dave, fuck off. Did he, did he, say I, ser- I seriously what did he, don't. What did I don't... he won that night, by the yeah. way? Baylor. Finn Baylor. Juan <laughs> is Juan. Fuck you. Um, so, oh. so, so, like, yeah, like, I just feel like since 14, and I know you guys mentioned, like, cool stuff from 15, but, like, I feel like they've just, you know, they'll throw Samoa Joe in the main well, event here and there, or Finn, or yes. or Seth, and, and we get oh, all Jess, fucking, book him to lose every we get all hokey dokey, well, and then, like, the next night, like, you feel their D push, if that makes any you bring, sense. So you I'm bring like, a good point Jesus. with that one, though. Um, that, that, that would actually make 2016, that's the only notable mention of SummerSlam that year, was that was the first ever... Uh, Universal Championship. That's oh. when they first crowned the Universal Championship. True, true. Good job. I'm sorry. 2016. So yeah. Rollins versus Baylor. Baylor. Sorry, Baylor. Uh, Baylor beat Rollins. That <laughs> was where, that's where Raw- Baylor gets injured. His shoulder injury Baylor. takes him out. Baylor. Yeah, he wins the a title and he gets crowned injured. Universal Title or Champion. All right.
But even when they when he finally heals and comes back, they don't fucking do anything with him. You know, no. Like my whole big That's and, and, and this is my defiance. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. If you have other memories, great. Like truly, SummerSlam no. is a great event. And uh, but like, yeah, I stopped at 14 because I'm like, eh. Like after that, I just feel like they do stuff because you you like this, right? You like Samoa Joe in a Fatal Four Way. We'll put him in there, and then it just sucks. And like, I'm just like, you know, Aww. you don't do anything. Like you don't. You don't mean it when you put Samoa Joe in there. You do it to shut no. us up, and then you make somebody else win that we probably don't want to win, and then just we suck it up and we just live with it. And I don't like it. And no. you know, but Let's, that's just there's me. No, there's no, that's no, me. There's no correcting if wrong. I think I think you're right as far as up to 2014. Like there was multiple things to say about each SummerSlam card, but right. then after that, it was just like one moment, like like SummerSlam 2000. But you're correct about the universal right. title. I did forget about that, so I am I stand corrected on that. Well, let's not about let's, 2016. Let's Ballard not end it. Let's not end it on a, on a low note. There's some great stats and notes that Jess has yeah. put out for well, us. Well, let's just make sure that everyone remembers let's Baylor. Get, <laughs> let's go through it. Ba- Baylor. Then Baylor. Baylor's the best. The Demon Baylor. Fine Baylor uh, is cool. So. As far as some stats go, yeah, the Staples Center in Los Angeles has hosted the most SummerSlams with six from 2009 to 2014. Three SummerSlams were held outside of the United States, uh, England in 92, Canada in 04, and once again, Canada in 2019. Brock Lesnar has main evented the pay-per-view a record eight times, 02, 2012, 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Eight SummerSlam shows have been main evented by a match other than a singles match. The Elimination Chamber actually main evented SummerSlam in 2003. The Money in the Bank case has been cashed in on two occasions at SummerSlam, both resulting in a title change in 2011 and 2013. The IC title changed hands in the first five SummerSlams. Pretty cool, from 88 to 92. Alberto Del Rio is the only wrestler to open and close a SummerSlam in the same year in 2011. He opened the show in a six-man tag and closed the show by cashing in his Money in the Bank case to win the WWE tag, uh, sorry, world title. Hulk Hogan is 6-0 at SummerSlam, cuz. There you go. That's for you. Bret Hart is the only wrestler to win Mother. the big three of all titles at SummerSlam. He won the tag titles in 1990, the IC title in 91, and the... WWF world title in 1997. The Undertaker has competed in the most SummerSlam matches with 16. The Undertaker has the most SummerSlam wins with 10. Not surprising. John Cena has the most SummerSlam losses with 8. Jeff Hardy's 0-6 at SummerSlam. I did not know that. That's pretty interesting. SummerSlam was number 3 of the big 4 annual WWF pay-per-views. I think you say by... um, by Lenny, not by by timing, right, Jess? Not by their buys and how big they are. Correct? No, it's number three, Alec. Yeah, like, WrestleMania was the first, Survivor Series was second, Slam was third, and then Rumble. And then yeah. Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure that's correct. It's not number three in its popularity. Right, it's right. probably number two, right? So, yeah, I just want to make sure we were clear on that. So, uh, any other uh, comments? Yeah, we just got to remember that... Uh, SummerSlam 2005 was the second time that's, you know, Hogan, Hogan took uh, Michael's smile away for the second time. <laughs> oh, no. He did. God damn. And, there, and there's been, uh, Craig, I don't know what you think, too. I know you spoke earlier about, you know, it being the second to Mania. Uh, 
there there is other moments and some of the ones I skip, but I was really just trying to get like the central ones that kind of meant something or whatever. Uh, is there anything, Craig, that I missed uh, from a SummerSlam that you would like to bring up? No, I think the only thing I want to say is um, I just hope uh, in late August there's some storm of SummerSlam somewhere with some kind of decent crowd. If that happens, it could be the best SummerSlam ever. That would be very, very cool. Despite people, the last people few are years. clamoring for something. I do miss some, it. You something know, like, live. You can say what you want yeah, about WWE so. kind of trying to plow on during this whole COVID thing. And is it safe and healthy and all that stuff? And in wrestling, you know, I think that, you know, all the promotions have done cool stuff here and there to try to, whether it's the Boneyard match or the stadium match or whatever, they've tried really hard to kind of morph to this time period. You know, they're trying to do produce the best wrestling they can. They want to honor their TV contracts. They want to try to keep their guys and girls working. And I respect all that. You know, I know people critique them a little bit for it's not safe and whatever, whatever, but it is what it is. Right. So they're trying to, to plug on, but I, miss live crowds and i uh-huh. miss it. it you really yeah. do and, and like i said with all the creativity and how the hard they've tried over the last two and a half three months or whatever to make us forget that crowds used to watch pro wrestling live um i miss it and i just yeah maybe august is far enough away i know we're in we're recording this not in august right now we're recording this in june but you'll hear this in august maybe something will be announced between now and then that will change that um, I hope so not to make people unhealthy. I hope people stay safe. I hope that, you know, whatever, but at the same time, yeah, I, I, I miss that. I miss seeing the stands full and I miss the crowd chanting or interjecting or hijacking a show for good or bad or whatever. Yeah. You, you just, you grow fond of what you didn't know you would miss to begin with if it was ever taken away. So I miss it. I have to say, um, we might actually have to do a review uh, episode for the for this one, but we did miss out on a good SummerSlam 2001 that actually had the TLC match that had Blackman versus Shane McMahon in that hardcore match where Blackman does that crazy dive oh. or that crazy drop. You have the Benoit versus Jericho in the two out of three falls match. Uh, 2000, like, uh, right? 2000 versus Triple H for single. 2001 or uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, it was uh, 2000. Uh, and the yeah. only reason why I did that actually is because we will we have a review. In the can of 2000, uh, Dave and I, yeah, we did. Dave and I did it solo. That's what I said. So we, we have a 2000. No, no, <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I. Uh, yeah, that's what I. Yeah. No, you are actually. Yeah, I'm um, glad you brought that up because you are correct. Bring all those that that's the check it out in our yeah, archives. That, right? no, that's the main. Well, I don't know when we're gonna play well, it's it. Coming so. up. <laughs> this will probably this, this episode will be the first one. Because <laughs> uh, put me in a conundrum well, again. That one, and then it'll be in our archives. Pe- people saw this is our syndicated television show, so we pre-tape it. <laughs> we're breaking the fourth wall. We do several shows in front of the same crowd, so you know we don't we don't forget. It's it's fucking coming guys jesus and then check it out guys once yeah sorry um there you go do what you can do best dave <laughs> hit us out. up on instagram at owp 2019 you uh click on link tree you can find us on several platforms including <laughs> apple spotify sound <SoundCloud>, <gasps> radio and stitcher we are also now part of the wrestle hub family all about wrestling podcast it's at the wrestle hub on youtube and instagram and don't forget we are also now on Google Podcast. Yeah. This is Dave, Jess, Cuz, and Craig signing off with the OWP. Have a good one. You took my smile again.
Figure out what 